Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. I want to quickly run through some very practical things when we say about Vision Sunday. What does that really mean? Uh, Because the Great Commission hasn't changed and the call of God hasn't changed and so many things haven't changed year on year. But there's some things that we want to share in a practical sense that might mean we're focusing on or we're growing a new area or that we're looking at. So um, our theme for the year is Better Together. Better together. And you would have got a little reminder, vision slip this morning, just to remind you of that. Um, And we've got a verse there, which I'll read in a moment. But just remember that theme, because the truth is you and I are better together. God made man and woman. He didn't just leave it at man because he knew that man needed someone else. Humans need each other. And we are actually better together. We get upgraded when we're hanging around other good people. And so it's a biblical principle. It's something that we believe in this day and age we need. You can't get everything electronically. You can't build strong relationships just electronically, just over devices. We have to have human contact. And it's like that in the body of Christ. And so a few of the practical things that we're looking at Uh, This year, just as an expression of who we are of Harvest Church, um, obviously we want to keep growing and feeding our campuses and uh, letting the community know uh, down at Aldinga and around here of who we are and what we're doing and just feeding into that and seeing new believers come in. uh, And it's something we're going to put some specific emphasis into uh, this year is letting the community know who we are and what we do uh, at our campuses and just seeing God grow and foster relationships. Um, Another one is that uh, we want to just encourage you as you're thinking about um, what does it mean to to activate in the body of Christ. And I'll talk about that a bit in a moment. But we want to give you the welcome and the open door that we need as many helping as we possibly can. Um, There's many areas that that Karen, Suzanne and I, we look at in a practical sense and to run and to to engage our community and even to grow, we need as many of you helping as possible. So be thinking about that this year. Don't be surprised if we attack you, okay? Don't be at all surprised if we attack you and please just say yes. It makes life a lot easier. Um, And we love it just with uh, new people or people who are getting engaged with us as a family and you feel the DNA match and you say, yeah, I want to be part of that. Well, then come and serve and come and be be part of it. We want to do that in a greater way this year. Um, We are going to uh, re-establish our prayer ministry at the end of service. Obviously, post-COVID threw some things around a little bit, uh, but we've been praying and we've sought some specific leaders uh, to head up and train a prayer ministry, healing prayer, refreshing prayer, touching of God at the end of services. And so we're going to be re-engaging with that in a bit more practical sense with some training and some teams. And we're looking forward to that. Um, we are also, as a very practical thing and something that some of you may not know, but uh, even though we've been here a long time here at Morfitt Vale as a 
as a church, a lot of people still drive by thinking, oh, that's the school. Uh, and so we are going to put some serious resources into a really big front sign with an LED panel on both sides so that the community know we are here. Um, and uh, thanks, Joanna. And, um, but it's surprising how many people drive past and they think, oh, that's Southern Vales. And, and that's not a bad thing. But we just want to say, hey, guys, we're here. We have a lot of people that drive by and we want to really reach out into the community, engage people. Uh, like Karen said, we'll have some specific Sundays where we will really go after evangelism and souls and families and even the, the people who are just disenfranchised from church, uh, welcoming them into our house and saying, come on, let's be part of things together. Does that sound good? Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll take up an offering at the end of the service. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, continuing just some of those Connect, those Family Connect Sundays where we re-engage. Um, we are going to be advertising in the next couple of weeks for a young adults pastor or a couple who, who to head up our young adults. And so there'll be an advert going out. We're going to send that right across Australia and even over some spots overseas and asking the Lord to bring us um, you know, some people that fit that perfectly or a person that fits that perfectly and keep sowing into the next generation. It's so critical that we stay on the ball. Even as a church, I was just reading some statistics this week about the decline in church attendance. It, basically, church attendance in Australia has halved since 1972. So wherever we were in 1972, it's halved. And, uh, and so if it keeps going, and in the last decade, it's been a uh, more dramatic decline than in those previous uh, 30 or 40 years. So, so this is something we want to aggressively go after. And we as a church need to be very forward looking. We need to pour unashamed resources into the future generations. Uh, otherwise, we have no church. And so I remember my dad saying that some 20 years ago and thinking, oh, you know, surely people will just keep rolling up. And uh, it's, well, it's actually not the case. It's not the case. And so we want to aggressively go after next gen. And, um, and that's something that we, we, we love about all of our generations. And even you seniors, we, you, you get in on it. And some of you wear like chinos, like Keith. And, you know, it's amazing. If you don't know what chinos are, just ask Keith. But anyway, so we, we got to go after this stuff and go after our region and the future generations. And so there's some of the practical things. There's other things we want to continue to grow, connect groups and, uh, and engage um, others in, in the future growth and life of our church. And, uh, but if, if you're sitting there and you, you just feel like you could be doing something, please engage, see Suzanne, and we'll talk to you and ask, okay, how can we do this? And, uh, and so I want to just... Uh, share with you for a couple of minutes, just in closing, I suppose, just to summarise where we're at spiritually in this whole thing better together. And, and I thought spiritually, who better to quote than John Lennon? He said, a dream you dream alone is only a dream. A dream you dream together is reality. Now, I don't know whether he made that into a song. Some of you may be able to say, oh, that was this song. But I just read it as a quote and I thought, well, that is so true. If we dream alone, it's kind of lonely and it may be not 
come to pass. But when we do it together, we are so much better. The Bible says that three cords cannot be broken. One can, but three can't. And when three are together in agreement, he is there with us. And that's the power of numbers. That's the power that you and I have. And there's going to be some practical ways we're going to go after things in the community. I've been, I shared last week that Karen and I uh, realized that we've got to go after some things in, in our community, in our political arena, and I'm working on some things that will we'll roll out in the, later in the year. But we, we need gathering. Gathering is in our DNA. Gathering is in our tribal DNA. Have a look back. Indigenous, you look at the Aboriginal communities and you look over at Amazon Indians and look all around the world and you'll see tribes gathering. They don't just wander off on their own and then maybe they go out and walk about for a little while, but what do they do? They come back to the tribe. And there's blessing in the generations and there's blessing hanging around family. And there's, there's things that we do together that maybe we don't get right. Maybe we stuff it up sometimes and church has got it wrong plenty of times. But we don't give up on the tribe just because someone's got it wrong. Because we are called the body of Christ. You and I are called the body of Christ. We are, it's this mystical transaction that takes place that God has supernaturally made us his body here on earth. We are the body of Christ. And so Romans 15, 5 and 6, and verse 6 is really our vision uh, verse for the year. May God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other. What a miracle that would be. As is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us with one voice, together, unity. There's power in numbers. If you've ever wondered, um, you know, can you survive alone spiritually? Well, give it a try. Believe me, you pretty much shrivel up and die. And even if you don't know it, you go number and number and number and number. Not dumber and dumber. You go number and number. Numbness. Numbness creeps in. I was reading an article by Kerry Newhoff, a great leader in the US, and he has written uh, an article, 10 Reasons Why Christians Are Stopped Attending Churches. And he's listed off some of those things. And one of them, uh, it just hit me as I read it, it's a, an absence of guilt. An absence of guilt. We've forgotten what it's like to be in touch with our conscience. We've forgotten what it's like, uh, even as Christians, uh, what it is to, to really be soft to his leading and his guiding. We cannot stay strong unless we are together. We are so much better together. And, it, and we won't get it right. Karen and I won't get it right. We'll stuff up from time to time. We might forget your name many times. We might do some things wrong. Uh, however, we are better together. And we need the power of one voice. And our community needs the power of one voice of Christians more than ever before. Not nitpicking and picking up differences, but actually standing with one voice for the gospel, for what is right and for what is true. And we need to do that together. Even though we do things a little differently from time to time, it's okay. I was meeting with a senior leader of another church on this block, actually. You know, there's a number of churches on this block. And I try and make sure I get to know the guys on our block um, because it's just good for unity. So this is not something we are saying to you that we're not willing to do ourselves. 
Do you know what? It's a funny thing when pastors contact one another and say, hey, do you want to have coffee? Because straight away the response is, okay, what do you want from me? Or are you going to brag to me about this and that and the other? It's a weird set of initial engagements, okay? But I've made sure that we go after this and break down any walls and just say, hey, you're another brand. It's okay. You know, we are flesh and blood too. We might sing some different songs or we might sing the same songs, but we're in the kingdom together because we're better together. And so we as an expression of a church, we live this out. We do this and we have done for many years. And so it's something that we, we go after as a community. And believe me, our community needs unity. It needs unity, needs common unity, community. And so uh, 1 Corinthians 12, um, 12, 12 actually says, For just as the body is one and many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. He's called us to oneness. He's called us to unity. And there is power in that place. I want to really encourage you with this word. And it sort of came to me during the week as we were talking and just dwelling on this. And that is there is power in connection. There is power in connection. And you might be saying, well, there's also annoyance in connection. And that's true too. But there's also power. There's a godly anointing in being part of a tribe. There's a godly authority in being connected to a tribe. And even though it may not be your perfect tribe, you know what? It's no one's perfect tribe. You're not alone. No one's perfect. If you are, you can stand, lead a movement, go for it. And let's see how perfect it is soon. It's, it just doesn't exist. And so we're like this ragtag bunch of human beings who do our best But we seek this God who is perfect and we say, God, come and have your way. Do your best with us. Even though we stuff up, we get it wrong. We're going after the kingdom and we're going after unity. We're going after why? Because we know there's power in connection. It's amazing just looking at some of the guys standing up here this morning. You know, Christiane and Jared, third generation harvesters. Third generation harvesters and and Jonah and others. I mean, it's miraculous in this day and age for that to even occur. But that's an inheritance. And everyone who walks into this door, everyone who becomes part of this community, this family, you are part of an inheritance. You're part of an inheritance and we welcome you into that inheritance. And one of the things that even Karen and I this week have just been re-reminded of is the inheritance of the presence of God. This place has been called to the presence of God. We are called to seek after Holy Spirit and his outpouring, his refreshing, his signs and wonders. And you know what? As a pastor and a logical person, it is weird. It is wacky. It is crazy. I don't understand everything. I, I just, you know what I mean? It does your head in. But you know what? Jesus did the heads in of the Pharisees because they stood and they watched. And they went, why on earth? Why on earth would he do that? Why would he do it? He could have done it this way. He could have done it all just logically so everyone felt nice and comfortable. But he didn't. And you know what? Look at revival history. He never does. He never does. He offends us, uh, but he moves. And so we are a house that wants to move with him and say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. We need your presence. To be honest, we, we need his presence and his power more than ever before as a church. And so we will continue, but we need to do that together. 
We need to do that together. And so as we seek him together, we, we love seeing him move powerfully and move upon our lives. And it's not so that people can just fall down on an altar. It's so that we can get up and do something, be transformed and see our communities touched by the power of God. And, and uh, that's the power of connection. The Bible says in Hebrews 10.25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Jesus is coming soon. Do you know that? Jesus is coming for you and for me very soon. And we don't know the hour and no one knows the hour. It doesn't matter how many books are written about there's got to be these certain events happen. He's going to come like a thief in the night. He's going to come when none of us are expecting it. Uh, it, you know, it might be on the beautiful, a sunny day like today, or it might be completely in the middle of the night. Who knows? But it, he is coming soon. And if you and I believe in Jesus, we are with him and he's coming for us. And as we see that day approaching, it's all the more important that we keep meeting together because there is power in connection. I'm sure there's some of you, in fact, it's probably rare for there not to be. There's some of you who have been offended and hurt in church family. Do you know what? That wasn't God. That was humans. Humans hurt humans. And we need to be healed of that and we need to forgive. And there is a time where we just need to get over it. Because humans will hurt humans. And there's a time where we need to recognize that God uses imperfect people like me. He uses imperfect people like you. But we need to be more powerful than the Rotary Club. We need to be more powerful than the local club, than the other arenas that are going on, than, you know, as, as good as the Crows might be this year, or probably Paul Power will be far, far more powerful. But, uh, but it doesn't matter what you can think of. The church needs its place as a priority in the community. I was, yeah. I was looking at some, uh, if you ever want to look up some statistics, if you're bored and you want to look up some church statistics in Australia, you look up McCrindle. He, uh, they've done a lot of research on church uh, statistics and a lot of surveys and everything like that. You know, of the top 13 things that they surveyed thousands of people, and the survey says, no, I'm just kidding, but um, it's a bit old now, isn't it? But um, the top 13 things that people in the streets, everyday people that they interviewed, thousands of people, the top 13 things that what do you see as a necessity in your local community? And so the top one was a walking park. The next one was like a dog park. The next one was, you know, shops and cafes and then footy clubs and then all the different things. The lowest one ranked 13 was churches. Churches was the lowest of the low. That's how much our community sees the need for the church. And yet we are the body of Christ. We are to represent him. It's a challenge, isn't it? Challenge to me. But you know what? It's not just a challenge to me. It's a challenge to all of us. Engage in the kingdom. Get connected and, and pour some energy into. We need you. We need your anointing. We need your calling, your gifting, your talents. It might be in whatever it looks like we, we need because we are better together. And we are called as the body of Christ to do this thing together. And I want to encourage you. I'm going to leave it at that. But I want to encourage you to be praying, even this week. Don't let it go. How can I engage with the kingdom of God in my local family? And uh, I promise we won't make you clean the toilets first up. <laughs> I've got to thank Roger for doing that. Man, he's so faithful. He is so faithful. My goodness. 
Bless him double, Jesus. Bless him double. Anyone willing to clean the toilets, you know, you will get endless coffee, okay? But you know what? It's interesting. Karen and I were sharing with the worship team this week, and we were just recalling. It's not something we really think about a lot. We were recalling how, uh, you know, Karen was 19 and I was 22 when we got married. And, you know, in, in those years onwards, we have never stopped. And this is even when we were CEO of our business and we had 500 staff. And we, Karen was the worship pastor here and I was on drums. And, and we gave, we poured our life. We had two foster kids at the time and our own kids. And we just absolutely poured our stuff. And some of you might be thinking, yeah, that's why we burnt out. But yes, that's part of it. But what I'm saying is not to brag. We know that the inheritance we now walk in is because of those years of sowing. Don't ever negate the power of being connected and sowing into God's house. It's a powerful place. It's a powerful place. If you want promotion anywhere, one of the best ways you can do is give generously into the house, not even financially, but with your spirit, with your body, with your actions. We need you. And uh, I want to encourage you. It wasn't really the point to, to get our rosters full, but actually to engage with heaven and say, what can I do to be part of this body? What can I do to see this kingdom released? Not harvest kingdom, but his kingdom. And so... We want to bless you and encourage you. We are better together. You are better with us. We are better because of you. And we need to be connected. And if you're feeling just a little disconnected, then get connected. It takes effort sometimes. I know it's weird. Maybe you're an introvert. We'll do whatever we can. We will put you with Suzanne. She is an extrovert. And she will do everything she can to just connect you and, uh, and, and talk to you and encourage you. Because you are better being part of a house. And if this is your house, we want you. Get connected. And let's see what God can do this year with a house that is not divided but unified and powerful together. So please stand. Would you just... uh, Are we allowed to grab hands? Are we allowed to do that in COVID? Have you used sanitizer? Okay, Jill says, of course, she's on our board. So if there's any complaints, go straight to Jill. If you feel comfortable, okay, how's that? If you feel comfortable, grab the hand of the person next to you. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to do this. And I genuinely mean that. But let's just lift up the house in prayer. Is that okay? Lord, we just come to you this morning and we ask that you would freshly unite us as your kingdom family. And we ask, we know that we're better together. We ask for fresh anointing as a tribal anointing on this tribe, both here on our Persian tribe, on our Aldinga tribe. We ask a fresh blessing in 2021, a tribal anointing of unity, of authority, of healing, of the presence of God, of salvations, of fruitfulness, transformation. And Lord, we just say, come and have your way. Come and have your way in 2021. Lord, we stand under your authority and we just ask for your blessing for this year. We ask that your vision would grow us and strengthen us. And we say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in Jesus' mighty name to the glory of God in this region of Adelaide. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.